Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, does Victalic look like Tom Brady? FTX is expanding to Australia, and Australian senators have some ideas for Dow legislation. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, 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 March 21st, 2022. And I don't know about you guys, but this seasonal kind of depression or downs are are really a thing. Like when you move the time and it's not getting dark at 4.30 in the afternoon and you have more sun, like Cleveland is like a very cloudy place. It's just gray. It's just, ugh. But the sun's out. It's warmer. It gets darker later. So like right now, I think it's like 730 is sunset. But by the time it's summer, it's going to be like 9 o'clock. It just makes everything better. Well, I hope that crypto prices also make everything better. Let's check those out really quick. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 1015 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at 41,000 even, down 1.3% in 24, but still up 5.5% in 7. Ethereum is at $2,906, up a percent in 24, 12% in 7. Tether's number 3, Binance Coin is at 394, up 0.6% in 24. And USDC is number 5. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Luna, Cardano, Solana, and Avalanche. Who our sponsor this week? Avalanche. I think I've told you before, that's the one that got away. It's up 32%, 32.8% in seven days. It's up 3.5% in 24. I told you I had uh, Amin Gunsir, the founder of Avalanche on the show many, I don't know, a couple years ago already. And it was just like, I, I, I've i been watching him for quite some time. And he made this, this project and I was just like, man, maybe I should just ape into it. Of course, I never listened to my gut. So total market cap is $1.86 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41.7 and an F dominance of 18.7. And now it's time for Coin of the Day. Our Coin of the Day today is Urine Finance. Wi-Fi, YFI is the ticker, ranked number 94 on Coin Market Cap. Its price right now is $20,460, up 2% in 24. Current market cap is $749.6 million. Fully diluted is the same. 100% of Wi-Fi is in circulation. Max supply is 36,666 Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi's all-time high was $93,435 set 10 months ago. It's down almost 80% since then. Its all-time low was two years ago at $739. It's up 2,600% since then. You can buy Wi-Fi on Coinbase, Binance, Gate.io, Bitthumb, FTX, and, well, it's in the top 100, so it has a lot of liquidity and a lot of places to buy this. So what is Wi-Fi? That is the question. What is Wi-Fi? Well, Wi-Fi, or urine finance, is an aggregator service for decentralized finance investors using automation to allow them to maximize profits from yield farming. The goal is to simplify the ever-expanding DeFi space for investors who are not technically minded or who wish to interact with a less committal manner than serious traders. And that's your finance ticker YFI Wi-Fi number ninety-four on Coin Market Cap. Moving into today's headlines, 
decentralized autonomous organization or DAOs. I don't know why I keep reading that to you. DAOs, we know DAOs by now, pose an existential threat to the tax base of Australia since they are recognized as partnerships and such not liable to company tax, according to Australian Senator Andrew Bragg. Speaking at the Australian Blockchain Week, Bragg announced a comprehensive piece of crypto legislation called the Digital Service Act, or the DSA. In it, the senator highlighted DAOs, among other sectors, adding that they must be recognized and regulated as a matter of urgency. Senator Bragg said that Australia's reliance on company tax is unsustainable, given that company tax accounted for 17.1% of total Commonwealth government revenue in 2020 to 2021. Senator Bragg also stressed that it was necessary to recognize the fact that DAOs are self-regulated and transparent with an inbuilt system for governance. The legal recognition of DAOs also means that there's a set minimum standards that should be legislated. So the way that I'm looking into this is that they're worried that if DAOs take hold, that they're going to lose 17.1% of their revenue and not be able to pay for things. So they're going to figure out a way to recognize DAOs and tax DAOs. If you're in Australia, let me know what you think of this, please. Uh, if you guys know Senator Andrew Bragg, let me know what you think of him. Uh, also, what do you think of the idea of trying to find a way to tax DAOs? <laughs> Taxes are important. You have to fund some things. I kind of look at how taxes work or how you're getting taxed as is it a moral way of getting taxed or not? For example, property tax. I really dislike property tax because once you buy your house or pay off your house or your mortgage, you keep getting taxed. For example, the house that I live in here in Bay Village, it's like $500 a month. That will never go away. Right now, it's like wrapped up in a mortgage and so on and so forth. But after that's paid off, we still pay it. It's forever. You get old, you still pay it. And I just don't think that's moral because there's things that you're getting taxed on that are almost like life and liberty. You need to have a place to live, but you have a place to live, you get taxed on it. And I just don't think that is right. It's like, and there's no end in sight where you own your property. It's almost like you continually lease your property from either a city, a county, a state, a government. And I just don't feel that that is a right way to collect taxes. Even though I understand taxes are important, it doesn't seem right. Let me tell you a quick story. Over here in a place called Gordon Square in Cleveland, Ohio. And I just got hip to this a couple of years ago. But that region had a huge development. We'll just call it gentrification. And there have been new condos and new buildings and businesses going in there. And it's been like a building and construction boom or frenzy. Well, people have lived in that neighborhood for a long, long time. And houses were never priced the way that they were now. And so to incentivize this building boom in this area... They were given a tax abatement. Like you don't have to pay expensive taxes. You don't have to pay taxes on the actual value of the property that you're building. You can pay tax on how it was valued before you started building. So the taxes were way lower. And it's like a 20, 25 year tax abatement. Don't quote me on that number, but it was something like 20 years. Let's call it 20 years. But the people around you in the older houses got a new value of their homes because now a $750,000 townhome or a condo next door was going in. And it made their house price go up or the value of their home go up. So there's for people that are retired, people that have been living in this house for 40, 50 years, who are paying maybe $100 a month in property tax. Of course, it's never going to end. Now we're paying five, six, seven, maybe $1,000 a month in property tax because their house has got valued more. And I know you could think like, hey, you know what? These people have a higher value house. They could just sell it. But that's their home. If you live in a place for 40 years, you don't want to sell your home and you don't want to be 
priced out of your home because you can't pay the taxes, which is what's happening to a lot of people. They're on a fixed income. They're retired. You get a tax bill now of $1,000 a month and you're on Social Security and you have to sell your house and go somewhere else because somebody built a million dollar condo next door and made your home value go up. It's just not right. Anyway, I just don't like property taxes. Little rant there, but um, I just want to know what you guys think over in Australia about, one, the corporate tax, two, how the taxes are doused. I mean, these are totally different things. I get it. Just want to hear your opinions. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Let me know your ideas, If you, no matter where you live in the world, your ideas on taxes, property taxes, sales taxes, income taxes, corporate taxes, and so on and so forth. Vitalik Buterin the founder, co-founder, should I say, of Ethereum, made his way onto Time Magazine's cover. And, well, people are just assholes. And they started, like, honestly, they started giving him shit and started saying bad things about the way he looks on the cover of Time Magazine. But they have also were comparing him to Tom Brady, which is, I guess, kind of a good thing. Anyway, here's what people said about Vitalik on the cover of Time Magazine. Noah tweeted, Anybody else thinks that he looks like Tom Brady if he did meth? Like, what, dude? Why would you even tweet that? Someone else tweeted, The Prince of Crypto kind of looks like Tom Brady after two years of retirement and no weightlifting. Someone else tweeted, Sweet Tea Commander said, Bro, looks like dystopian Tom Brady. And someone else, Lane LaRonde, said, Tom Brady with a reverse Captain America super soldier serum. Because, I guess, Vitalik's skinny. Why you guys got to go on Twitter and say that? The guy just made Time Magazine. He made Ethereum. You guys just going to diss him on his look? He's like a billionaire. What, what is wrong with y'all? Anyway, Twitter is just a cesspool sometimes. Anyway, Vitalik tweeted this. I didn't even know who Tom Brady is. I had to ask people around me. My best guess that he was an actor from Mission Impossible. <laughs> Vitalik's great, man. He's just so like out there. He's just so focused on what he's doing that he's not even paying attention to anything that's going on. Well, Tom Brady, and this is where the bromance is starting to come in. Tom Brady tweeted back, replied to Vitalik. I guess Tom Brady, obviously, his name was coming up. The algorithm saw it, started making Tom Brady trend. Vitalik was trending, and Tom Brady wrote Vitalik this. What's up, Vitalik? You may not know me, but I just want to say I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you for everything you've built in the world of crypto. Otherwise, Autograph, Tom Brady's uh, NFT trading card site, wouldn't have been possible. I hope to meet you one day. You are the GOAT greatest of all time well there's the tom brady vitalik buterin bromance that is forming let's see how that develops i don't know why this is news but i did find it interesting because i wanted to call out all of the haters on twitter that are leaving comments about vitalik and his looks because he made time magazine he awesome haters cryptocurrency exchange ftx has continued its recent global expansion by establishing a new division in australia you guys are back as here you are FTX Australia will offer exchange and over-the-counter OTC products services, including derivatives, said FTX on Monday. The Australian government announced its intentions to establish a world-leading regulatory framework to bring crypto out of the shadows at the end of last year. FTX EU and FTX Oz are aiming... I don't know if that's going to be it, by the way. FTX Oz sounds pretty cool. FTX.Oz. Is that even a... <laughs> it does sound pretty cool. Anyway, we're just going to call it FTX.Oz. They, they are aiming to emulate the success of their American equivalent, which was launched as FTX US in 2020 and now has around 1.2 million users in the United States. In January, it was valued at $8 billion following a $400 million funding round. And finally, a data breach at HubSpot. HubSpot is a tool used by many companies to manage marketing campaigns and onboard new users, has affected BlockFi, Swan Bitcoin, Nidig, and Circle. 
but all the companies say that their operations have not been affected and the treasuries are not at risk. An email is sent out by BlockFi, and here's what it says. On Friday, March 18th, 2022, one of BlockFi's third-party vendors, HubSpot, confirmed that an unauthorized third party gained access to a portion of their client data, including certain BlockFi client data housed on their platform. BlockFi uses HubSpot as a CRM, or Client Relationship Management Platform. We will keep you updated for further developments as new information is available. To be clear, BlockFi's internal systems and client funds are safeguarded and were not impacted. Your BlockFi password, social security number, and any government-issued ID number were never stolen on HubSpot. The incident occurred at HubSpot, and we are notifying you directly so that you can take actions to further protect yourself. No action is needed on your BlockFi account at this time. I'm, I'm a little confused by that, by the way. We're notifying you so you can take actions to protect yourself, but no action is needed on your BlockFi account. I, I guess you want to contact HubSpot and figure out what data was leaked, which is probably what you should do. But in the wake of all this, HubSpot said that 30 clients were affected, but has not published a full list, which probably should just contact them directly. Nobody needs more of their data going out, right? Some users, however, has reported receiving an uptick of phishing emails from companies over the weekend, attempting to lure them into entering their password on fake sites. So as always, this is a PSA. Please do not click on emails sent to you saying that they're X, Y, or Z site. Just don't do it. Make sure that all your sites or all your companies that you use are bookmarked. You know it's exactly where you're going. Make sure that you have 2FA because this person that worked at HubSpot, apparently they were using 2FA or two-factor authentication with text messages. You can get SIM swapped. This is what happened there. SIM swapping means that somebody takes your data from your SIM, puts it onto a new SIM card. And then if you get two-factor authentication as a text message, they're now getting that text message. And now they're getting into your accounts. They're getting into your emails. They're getting into your Facebook. They're getting into your bank. They're getting into whatever, even your crypto exchanges. So make sure that you're using a two-factor authentication or authenticator like Google Authenticator or Authy or something like that. Don't get text messages. Also, if you get these fake emails, do not click on them. Put them straight to trash. Don't do anything. Put them to your junk. Never look at them again. I actually got one just the other day from Windstream. I don't use Windstream for my internet. But they sent me an email and said, pay your bill right now. And if I was not paying attention, it's possible I would click on it. But I know I have auto pay. It's not my company. But you know what? Somebody could just be like, oh, I have to pay my internet bill. Next thing you know, they got your name. They got your credit card. And they got the 80 bucks they're trying to charge you for the internet that you don't even use. Just be careful out there. There's a lot of phishing attempts. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share. Go to Spotify. We're at 299 likes, 299 five stars. Actually, we have 4.9 stars. Somebody gave a one star. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll try to do better. But click that five stars and give us up to that 300 reviews. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>